With backgrounds in therapy and personal training, Jennifer Herman and Scott Quinnell combine the realms of mental health and fitness to improve your mind and wellness. So we actually had our first snowfall in October recently. The second large, no, the second biggest snowfall in our history. Yeah, in Minnesota's history. Mm-hmm. How many inches did you get? Because you live a little bit. Yeah, further south in the suburbs. Ah, uh, oh my gosh, I, I'm embarrassed to tell you. I don't. I think around ten. I don't. You got 10. I don't know. At least eight. I think we got seven. Okay. Yeah. So I know not we too got much at different. least eight. Yeah. And then since then, it's just been like cloudy and gloomy. Mm-hmm. But you know, it came up on us really quickly. We had a beautiful summer. It, we were starting to have a great fall and then bam. It just zapped us. Yeah. And for a lot of people, that's kind of when the uh, seasonal affective disorder sets in. Yep. It starts in the fall and lingers in through the winter. And then... Yeah, it sticks around in the spring. Well, what they actually say is is that there's two cycles of it. So there are the most common that we think of is in the fall and then it lingers into the winter. But then there's another part of it where you can have the spring and summer. So there's some people that are affected in this in that cycle. And then there's some people that what we think more traditionally and more commonly is in the fall into the winter. So now it's the winter time and people might be experiencing like oversleeping, kind of like that hibernating feeling. And then, you know, our our appetite changes. Uh, We'll have a craving for foods that have high carbs. So specifically like pasta or junk food. Yep. And, And which, you know, like results in weight gain. For a lot of people that lift weights, we call it uh, bulking season. <laughs> Do you really? <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, if you continue lifting weights uh, during the winter and the spring or whatever, so you kind of hound down the food uh, with like specific measurements, like eat this amount of protein or whatever, uh, but you just really store it away. And you kind of, for a lot, like especially at the younger age, you really eat as much as you can and get as big as you possibly can. Kind of like the bear hibernating. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It is not different whatsoever. Oh, interesting. If you eat a lot, you'll get tired and you'll have low energy. And so during the wintertime, you'll kind of just experience that. Mm -hmm. So with the summer, the spring and summer seasonal affective symptoms, it'll be the opposite of what people who struggle with seasonal affective disorder in the fall and winter. And that is where their trouble with sleeping is actually not sleeping too much. It's the insomnia. Like having a hard time falling Falling asleep. asleep. Okay, yeah. Yes. And whereas in the winter with the hibernation and the bear and stocking up with Mm -hmm. the food, you actually tend to lose weight. Your appetite isn't as isn't as strong. You tend to be more agitated and anxious. There's more restlessness. Would you say that um, you know people kind of just eat less because it's the summertime? The weather's always nice. Uh, they might just tend to be more busy and just 
food, like eating, nutrition, whatever, just becomes like pushed off to the side almost. That's what I'm thinking. That could also be yeah. a factor. I Yep. That's what I think. I didn't read on that either way, but that's what I'm inclined to draw a conclusion to. Do you know what the causes of uh, seasonal depression or seasonal affective disorder are? So believe it or not, they actually don't know for sure what the causes are. They have some theories based on their their research. And one of them, uh, well, this is like the most common, kind of the most obvious, um, if you've studied like biology or kind of just like the human brain, is the circadian rhythm, uh, the biological clock that everybody has. And so, you know, if you are like working a nine to five or whatever it may be, and you wake up at 6, 7 a.m. every single day for X amount of time, you start to kind of just wake up on your own. Uh, that's because of, of your circadian rhythm. You're just kind of used to it. Your body's used to kind of just waking up at that time, and then, you, you know, you'll get tired around like 10. And that's just because that's what your body's used to. But when, especially in Minnesota, for us in like the northern regions, uh, it gets darker, like, really fast yeah it does it'll start from like eight o'clock you'll see the sunset and a week later it's like it's six and the sun's gone it's like what the heck yeah you know and so that it, it kind of just like we said earlier kind of just zaps you mm-hmm. hey really quick if you've listened to the show before you probably know about our sponsor midwest center for personal and family development midwest is an outpatient mental health clinic in the twin cities area that specializes in anxiety treatment child's therapy, couples counseling, and trauma therapy. But of course, they provide several other types of service. So if you or a loved one is searching for help, they're accepting in-person or online appointments right now. You can visit them at midwestcenter4u.com or call them at 651-647-1900. All right, let's get back to the show. So another uh, theory is that it is correlated with the serotonin levels And there's actually a study out there that people with seasonal affective disorder have 5% more serotonin uh, transporter protein in the winter than in summer months. So, um, you know, that's a connection there too. And a drop in the serotonin may trigger depression. Right. And, you know, with the loss of sunlight and you're spending more time in darkness, uh, there's less production of vitamin D. Mm-hmm. And vitamin D is, a, is something that you get from the sun specifically. And it, it, we talk about it in uh, the episode that we released a couple weeks ago, uh, Happy Foods, and pretty much just talking about how vitamin D just you know makes you happier. And if you have a lack of vitamin D, you don't produce serotonin as well. And that like you said, that leads to, you know, depression. depression symptoms. Right. And then lastly, melatonin levels. And they um, believe that it's, you know, darkness increases the production of melatonin. And in the winter, we have shorter days. And so our melatonin production increases. And that makes us more sleepy. All right. Fun fact time, Scott. Uh oh. Okay. So. Women are four times more likely to be diagnosed with seasonal affective disorder than men, and it occurs more frequently in younger adults than in older adults. You know, with the 
the younger adults, I guess that kind of makes sense because when you're younger, you know, you're always like boom, 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 like on to the next thing. And then once like the weather shuts down pretty much, it's, it's like, like, dang, you no, know, I always think it's because you're more active maybe yeah. when you're younger. Yeah. And then once something like that happens, you kind of forget that it happened the previous year mm-hmm. and you're just like, oh yeah, like this happens, mm-hmm. you know? Yep. So factors that may increase your disposition to um, have seasonal affective disorder is family history. So blood relatives that have seasonal affective disorder or another form of depression. And actually, in order to have seasonal affective disorder, you really have to have a clinical diagnosis of major depression. And then seasonal affective disorder is um, a category within the ma- major depression. So they're interlinked? They're associated. So they're, okay. It's kind of yeah. like a sub, uh, it's a subtype of sure, sure. major depression. So we loosely say, you know, I have seasonal affective disorder, you know, because a lot of us are affected by weather and um, our, our seasons. And, right. And that can be very normal. But to be clinically diagnosed, with seasonal affective disorder, truly. It's a whole different thing. You, yes, it is a clinical mood disorder under major depression. And it's very common. I shouldn't say very common. And it is seen then through individuals that have major depression and with individuals that suffer from bipolar disorder. Would you say that like a better term for uh, seasonal affective disorder, like if you, you know, obviously if you're not clinically diagnosed with it, like the winter blues? Yeah. Like, oh, you know, I just, I have the winter blues, Mm -hmm. you know, like maybe that's like a better term. I mean, I think that that's what people are implying. And just like when they say, yeah, I have seasonal affective disorder, I have sad. I mean, yes, it's, that's what they're saying. And another like factor that can play into who gets affected like more is geographically yeah. like where you live. And I mean, there's some statistics that uh, 1% of Floridians get uh, sad. Yeah. And however, like 9% of those who live in Alaska or the new England States like have seasonal affective disorder, which is way higher. So it's really the physical location and, the, you know, where you are to the equator, the sun, access to the sun, how powerful and strong it is. Right. Yeah. And I'm, it makes sense because, I mean, we live in Minnesota, like six months out of the year, maybe even more, it's cloudy and we don't see much sun. But mm-hmm. if you go down to Texas or I, I was in Arizona last year, it, they have like two rainy days a month. It's ridiculous. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, must be nice. <laughs> I was just going to say, must be nice. <laughs> right? <laughs> so what do you do about uh, seasonal affective disorder? So there are some treatments for this. And one is our selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors, which is known as SSRIs. And these are your antidepressants. And then another one is uh, light therapy. Is light therapy, do they, is that like a vitamin D light? I know there's vitamin D lights out there, but. I have not heard of that. This is actually their light boxes that exclude the ultraviolet rays. 
and it is um, you're getting exposed to artificial light for about 20 to 60 minutes and um, your your exposure is to be about 10 I think it's 10,000 lux of cool white fluorescent light a day and you kind of just kind of just sit there maybe listen to like music or whatever and just well I know people who they have their light box and they're working at the same time. They have their computer monitor right there and then their light box is just right next to them. So it's not like they can't do anything else. It just needs to be it, it just you know, needs to by be their there. face and mm-hmm. And then uh we talked about this a little bit earlier. Uh you know, just get vitamin D. Uh if you can't get it from sunshine, uh which we can't. Um there's vitamin D in like oranges. Mm-hmm. The uh, natural supplements is what you're always pushing, or I shouldn't say natural supplement, the natural ways to get it versus the supplement. Yeah, versus going into like a supplement store and just getting like a pill that says vitamin D. Like the best way to get it, uh, just because you get other minerals and vitamins along with like an orange, um, the best way to get it is to eat like a naturally grown food. But maybe ingest more of those if you're more prone to, you know, having the blues yeah. during this time. And then also psychotherapy, cognitive behavioral therapy is really effective. And there is actually a cognitive behavioral therapy and it's sad. It says cognitive behavioral therapy dash seasonal affective disorder. And it's really replacing uh, negative thoughts and replacing them with more positive thoughts along with a technique of behavioral activation and what behavioral activation is, is having the individual identify activities that uh, they enjoy and actually encouraging them to follow through and engage in those activities. Okay, so you're saying, like, if somebody comes in and they're, what if, like, what if they're outdoorsmen? Like, what if their activities are, like, outdoors? Maybe, like, a activity that they're also interested in is, like, walking, Mm-hmm. Is that is that something that they kind of find out in in uh, CBT SAD? Right. So again, you know, if you're reflecting on the sun, well, of course, the sun isn't going to necessarily be as bright in the summer. But this would encourage you if you are sluggish, if you're not motivated to do something. This would be encouraging you to do something that you enjoy to do, still to push yourself physically to do something, but also then perhaps also do the light therapy as well. Okay. Yeah. So that's just kind of like a really good tool that, you know, is provided. And mm-hmm. yeah. And with that, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Mind and Wellness Podcast. You can look us up at MidwestCenter4U.com. And if you enjoyed this episode, if you learned something new, share it with a friend, click subscribe or the like button. Thanks for listening.